Have you ever wondered, do I have a coffee problem? And is that problem not enough Starbucks in my neighborhood? Have you caught yourself at 3 a.m. driving aimlessly looking for a 24-hour Starbucks barista? Have you taken an Uber in the middle of a blizzard to enjoy a caramel frappuccino topped with whipped cream and layered with buttery caramel sauce? Do you find it hard to concentrate on a simple movie because you have lattes and espressos on the brain? You can't handle the Starbucks. Frankly, my dear, I don't give it. Starbucks. I see. Starbucks. Well, you are not alone. There are millions of us coffee connoisseurs, professionals in the art of frou-frou, majesties of the caffeinated bliss, and we all love our Starbucks. Show your affiliation right now. Drop whatever inconsequential thing you are currently doing and head on over to your local Starbucks and pull up a chair or a couch. Starbucks, one person, one cup, one neighborhood at a time. And and what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast, episode number 122. And in today's episode, not only are we talking about so much happening over the course of the next few days, but also we are highlighting, I guess you could say the semifinals, even though it's the conference finals and New Japan Cup semifinals of two major tournaments and then we got to talk about the handicapped i did not mean to say it like that but a lot of a major injury report across the entire wrestling landscape and a whole lot more that honestly some stuff may get all of us heated so and we will so stay tuned and we will see y'all in three. And what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat Podcast. My name is Mr. DLK Donez and with me as always are my co-hosts Mr. Trico Fullerton and Mr. Eric Goldstein. What's up boys? Happy Memorial Day weekend to everyone. Hope everyone stays safe and have a fun weekend as well. I totally forgot that was this weekend. I am so stupid. I literally forgot we got a three-day weekend. Yep. Yeah, we got Memorial Day weekend this weekend. Uh, Hope everyone has fun. It's fucking 50 degrees right now in Columbus, and the fucking beaches are supposed to open this weekend. How in the hell is anyone going to go to the beach if it's fucking 50 degrees out? Swear to God. I want to back to still in the Midwest, and you just now realizing this. Nah, it's just this is actually starting to annoy me now, just because I'm like, God damn it, motherfuckers! I'm just like, I just want to have a nice beach day. But well, I guess it's going to be monetized first five minutes. Oopsies! I knew you were gonna. <laughs> that slipped. God damn it! Ah, sh- okay. Well, uh, damn it. Too late now. <laughs> Uh, we're starting off great. Yeah, this is going to be good. And uh, there's a few things I that, oh boy, this is going to, this episode's going to crap today. And probably one of our longest episodes to date. So buckle in. I'm not even going to pre-intro this too heavy. Let's just jump into the mainstream highlights. 
Shall we goes. Yep. And first of all, I know both of these aren't really like relatively one for sure is definitely not connected with the sports or combat sports world, but she really literally had an influence on all of pop culture as well as the other one is an NFL Hall of Famer and activist, or shall I say was. So rest in peace to Jim Brown and Tina Turner. Granted, I think a lot of people that grew up, that grew up in like the 70s and 80s know her for uh, something we're not going to talk about on here. Because I'd rather not. And then congrats to Shane Hayes of TMDK and Kimmy Jimenez from Smosh on their I do's. So a New Japan wedding happened over the weekend, boys. It's crazy. And then did y'all happen to see, and I know it was a random press conference, and made him look absolutely stupid. I don't know if you and I were talking about the same one earlier this week, Eric. But Dana White's reaction to Francis Ngannou's deal with PFL. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Um, heard he wasn't too happy. <laughs> I didn't get to see the whole. I didn't get to see the whole like video response. But like from what I was told, he was not happy at all. He literally roasted PFL for signing somebody that hadn't fought in a year and a half, and you're going to have him sit at home for another year and a half. And called Francis Garrett. They're going like, to pay him. Not wanting to. They're paying him to sit at home for three years. Is why Dana went. One of the reasons. And they literally said, and he said, Francis is scared of fighting John Jones because he knows. Especially after the Cyril Gone fight, Francis will get destroyed. So he basically went in as a businessman and went it off the UFC. Which I don't even want to know. And I know there's one story I did not, two stories, two stories, and I'm going to get to them um, real quick that are not on here. And this, I got to get better at this. Especially as I hear them, guys. But Montez Ford is about to box every member of the Real Husbands of Hollywood over his wife. Why? So, sorry about the background. My window is open and somebody just tried to want to let her cycle out. But Montez Ford is about to box a lot of the Real Husbands of Hollywood as. We all saw the coldest balls episode and Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart with Bianca. I don't think that clip is funny as fuck. Which, it was all in good fun and nothing really happened. Yeah. So, I'm going to play the role of Nick Cannon, Eric. You're going to play the role of Montez Ford. Oh, 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 okay. What am I supposed to say here? Matter of fact, let me make it even further for wrestling fans to understand where I'm going with this. I'm playing the role of Booker T. 
I mean, not Booker T. I'm playing the role of Kurt Angle. You're playing the role of Booker T. And Sam's playing the role of Charmel. Get where I'm going with this. So Nick Cannon wants to box Montez Ford. And if he beats Montez Ford, he gets to sleep with Bianca? No, he said he wanted to have sex with Bianca and impregnate her. He literally like, said he... Montez? No, Nick Cannon literally said he wanted to impregnate Bianca Belair. No, like where, like where did he say this? There, are, like I've seen this all over Twitter, and I'm like, what the fuck? That oh, Nick well, um, um, so he's gonna die. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh um, Nick Cannon's trying to die. Yeah, Nick Cannon has a death wish. Like, no, no, I think Nick Cannon may actually wait live to tell the tale. Only I mean because, it's a it's a very publicly no, 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 known no, no, no. fact. Literally, because it's just Nick Cannon is trying to piss off both street profits. The other hand. Somebody's trying to piss off the entire bloodline. And oh stalk, God! And stalk Jay Uso. Oh. Yep. So Jay Uso has a stalker. Like that, a real life stalker? Because somebody got the got his address and is trying to harass him and his family. Oh, what and the Jay fuck? Jay Uso is probably the most private outside. The more private of the Usos, for damn sure, and possibly one of the more private of the Anawaii family. Yeah. And somebody got a hold of his address, and is trying to abuse that information to stalk him and his family. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And legit, Jay probably is in route to Saudi right now, or if he's not in Saudi. Yeah. Which, need I say more how effed up that situation is? Nah, people need to fucking find better things to do with their lives than stalking wrestlers. Stalking celebrities in general. Like, I'm sorry, and I don't care who I offend by saying this, but paparazzi are the, fu are, are the, are the fucking scum of the earth. Like, I straight up think paparazzi are the scum of the earth. Ain't that the truth. They make that culture okay! I'm honestly trying to figure out who made that culture okay. Just because it's like you're invading their private, you're invading, you're invading people's private life. You're trying to figure out every little detail about them just so you can get, just so you can get some chunk of change from some scumbag that wants to know every little detail about every celebrity. Like it's just like all these magazines, People, U.S. Weekly, like all of them. I fucking hate them. I hate reading them. I hate looking at them just because it's like. It's like literally, like you guys make your money off of other people's fame, other people's lives. Like literally, yeah. The second I read the story and saw that Jay Uso's address got leaked and somebody reposted, I got sick and legit. I knew could somebody would try something because mm -hmm. legit. Look at how Sonya Deville was off TV and still, I don't yeah. know. If she's like fully gotten out of. The situation where a random crazy fan tried to rape her. Yeah. 
like, they got a hold of her address and info. Yeah, it's honestly ridiculous. Like, people really need to get a hold on their hormones. I mean, th this, okay, this one's going completely off topic, but have you guys heard recently now that apparently, well, actually, no, I don't know if I should talk about this because I feel like this is this will be one of those topics where as soon as I say the first word, Donnie's is going to say, and we're moving on. So, right, I'll talk about, so I'll talk about it off air, but, right, but, um, I mean, overall though, like people just need to mind their business. Like, you know, it's one thing like where, what, like where we do what we do, where like, you know, we're making news, like we're making reports about these people saying like, oh, we believe like, this is what's being reported. This is what's going on. Like we're not we're up in there. We're up on info and then just, yeah, we're not up in the commentary on it. We're not up in their grill going to their house being all like, hey, Sonia, hey, Sonia, what's your favorite top brand of underwear? Yeah, or, yeah, we're going to, like I said, we're going to move on. Yeah, but just because this is getting way too. In conclusion, paparazzi get a different job because th that's not a job, that's harassment. And here's the thing we're transitioning from harassment to Matt Cardona. Oh, Jesus Christ. The man that had to go to the Target while he was in New York to get a new bag because his bag ripped because he was carrying too much gold. And he got another title, the House of Glory Championship. I can't believe that. Like, I was genuinely shocked. I can't believe he's the one that beat Jacob Fatu. Bruh. Like... If he goes to the MLW and is the one to beat Hammerstone, I'm dead. If he's the one that beats Hammerstone, I'm gonna be so pissed. Like Bro, straight Kurt up, Bauer has done some 50-50 booking, like let, not renewing Richard Holiday. And he's about to pop up at GCW. I was gonna say, hey, at least now he'll get a solid booking from somebody that actually cares with Brett Lauderdale. Yeah. Like and, everything, and yet WWE is trying to f around and find out and talk about his. They want him because his story and comparing to Roman for sure because he's cancer survivor now. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know if that's a va valid reason to try and get somebody to sign just because you want their story. Well, no, I mean Richard Holiday as a wrestler and on the mic, he's actually improved quite a hell of a lot. But yeah. That stuff oh, like, with Alicia Duke last year, my God. Like, that's the reason why MLW let him go, because him and Alicia too were literally a top three heel setup. I would not say top one, possibly top one, but he wouldn't be Hammer. Which he should have, he honestly should have been the one to be Hammer. Especially in the dynasty entirely. Because mm -hmm. him and Al the fact him and Alicia, the second they fully turned, like Alicia turned too, I was like, bruh, that is probably one of the best MLW moments ever. Right. But to go from MLW to uh, one of the first couples of Lucha Underground. Melissa Santos is pregnant, so Brian Cage is about to have a baby cage. 
Shout out to Melissa Santos. Congratulations. Shout out to Brian Cage. You're going to be a baby daddy now. They've been married for the longest, so. Make, just remember, you can't drill claw the baby. Oh, my gosh. Shut up. Yeah, and this is what I tell people. I'm like, we're not popular because we try to invade people's lives. We're popular because I'm an idiot. Oh, my gosh. That's why I said shut up. <laughs> you would really tell somebody you can't follow them. No, ish. No, some you can't pile drive a freaking baby. No, stuff you can't pile drive a baby. I mean, I'm just saying because Randy Orton seems to like RKOing his kids. When they're like in their, their teenagers, dude, and one trying to be a wrestler. And look, hey, that Kim's RKO'd Randy. He ain't doing he ain't doing a half bad job either. I mean, uh, uh. Anyway, go ahead, Trico. Hey, at least you having fun with it. I mean, come on. Back in the day, when you be at your uh, your cousin's house, all you want to do is just play wrestling. Or you be on the bed, just be like RKO and all the stuff. Even you see on the YouTube videos, when they be doing wrestling moves in the pool, like, come on now, that, that ain't a thing. But oh, uh, I've rock bottom. I've gotten rock bottom or rock bottom mofos before, so yeah. I was gonna say, my buddy Rome. Wait, Trico, do you know a guy named Romel by chance? Fran franchise or Francis? He lives out in New York. That, name, a, sounds, that name sounds familiar. He's a full. He's a full cell grad. Hmm. Um. Freaking. What's it called? Him and his buddies. Him. Have you ever seen those uh, subway wrestling videos? Yeah, absolutely. That's Romero, him and yes, his buddies. Yes, I know. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that, him. That you now. Yeah. I was gonna say that's him and his buddies doing all that crap, and now look, now look, they have like this whole thing with it. I know, like, yeah, like they. I've seen them do videos at Central Park. I've seen them do more videos in the subway. I mean, shit, I've seen videos of people doing freaking wrestling in Walmart. Hey, man, <laughs> which yeah. are the craziest things? Because I don't know how they got the clearance for it. First off, they probably didn't. Bro, yeah. New York, you, you could do any day. You could do any day in New York. You could do anything. It's just a matter of. I'm you not know. sure about to say you could do anything in Walmart. We ain't going to jail. <laughs> I mean, hey, first rule. Of, hey, first rule of filming and photography. If you don't get caught, it's not illegal. No, uh, I think if they wasn't doing any crime, don't they, take that. Yeah, they would. They ain't doing anything wrong. So it's don't not no crime. Don't teach crime. that, Eric. Don't teach that. <laughs> I yeah. have a first rule of look, look, is look, not New York is filled with um man. with cosplay, so that's a thing. Ain't no cosplay, yeah, because literally I've seen people show up in straight nude bodysuits in the past, so it's like crazy. That I can see, but somebody literally doing what Eric said, I'm like, don't. Make a mockery. Don't make a joke of your degree, Eric. What? That was the first thing. What? That was the first thing I was told in photography class. If you don't get caught, it's not illegal. Speaking of illegal, Sabu, <laughs> randomly, and we're going to get to this when we talk about double or nothing. Sabu's in AEW, everybody. Hold on, hold on. If you're going to say Sabu's name, say it right. 
we can't say like two of those words and still be associated with anything. Don't try it. What? Wait, what's we his full name? We can't talk about two of those words and possibly stay on the air. We're not gonna go through everything. Genocidal, homicidal. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I freaking put it in the post yesterday. Come on now. We can get away with. You do know, um, radio is different than social media. Okay, moving on. Oh, oopsies! Like I told you, I tried well, to tell y'all. Like there are different guidelines when it comes to media, and y'all have to abide by different stuff. That's why I've been on Trico when it comes to technology. Over like yeah. what guidelines with his stuff? Speaking, speaking of which, just because I randomly thought about it, and apparently since Chelsea Green was able to do this through text, hey Triple H, I'd like a, I'd like a content creator job. As your list, he was in NXT and got robbed of a main roster spot due to being as injury prone as she is. She literally got fired for being injury prone. <laughs> And then just ask Triple H, and now he's she's probably one of the favorites to win the tag titles after, ironically, <laughs> after Night of Champions. Oh, hell. Oh, creating a character that's basically a Karen. Oh, God. She, like, she was a Karen in Impact. I'm sorry, Chelsea Green was a Karen in Impact. Yeah. A Karen and a the bright and Brightzilla rolled in one. Yeah, she's basically just a Karen in general. All right, so we're gonna move. I'm not gonna talk about the one of the other two now. I'm gonna save it till we get the double or nothing and talk about it. Matter of fact, I'll save it till we get to the injury report and we'll talk about it. But the best of Super Juniors thirty. Final has been confirmed, and we're going to talk about who won the best Super Juniors tournament and the matchup with Hiromu Takahashi for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title at Dominion. It's Master Wado who beat Speedball Mike Bailey and Titan who beat El Desperado. Do we get an all LIJ final or or do we get another random final? Uh, random title match of LIJ versus main unit. Who, who I think, think? It's Go ahead. Um, so it's between Titan and Master Wado? Yep. Master Wado probably is taking it. So you don't see an all LIJ title match at Dominion? No. Granted, it's I LIJ versus the Burger Joint in the main event. Honestly, I feel that they're probably going to end up making it Master Wado just because I know they've been building towards him for like the last year. So, you I think, think they're going to... Does he beat Hiromu? I don't know. That I don't know. I honestly don't. Because you and me literally just talked about it when I thought it was... Uh, yeah, we thought Dusty it was going to be Titan. Yeah, they I need to make Musar. No, you and I thought it was going to be the winner of Waddle and Bailey versus 
Dusty. We wrote off Titan because New Japan doesn't really make new stars. They're finally starting to make new stars. With Yoda Suji. And I think he takes the title next weekend. But I know he I don't know who takes it just because you've got Forbidden Door at the end of June. Right. And the IWGP heavyweight title is gonna be a part of Forbidden Door. CMLL and Triple A don't mix. Right. That's the reason why I don't see if anything I could see Yudasuji not taking it because Gato wants the IWGP heavyweight title at Dominion. Because I right. know Suji Suji just got done with CMLL on a, his excursion, but Sonata did not do a run of CMLL, so he's still eligible. That was part of the reason Naito was not involved with uh, Domin- uh, Forbidden Door last year was CMLL. Right. So... It's a very interesting... We'll talk more about that card next weekend. But speaking of playoff semifinals, Trico, I'm sorry, but you still can't talk about it. The Nuggets swept the Lakers. And we still got, as of now, game, game six confirmed between the Heat and the Celtics. Eric thoughts. Do the Heat clinch or do we get a game seven randomly? No, I think that um is game five in Boston or Miami? Uh they already had game five. It's three two. Oh, it's three two now? Let me uh look at this right quick, because I believe it's three two. Motherfucker. Yeah, it's three two uh Miami. Game five was just uh, Thursday with game six on Saturday. Did they go back to Miami Saturday? Yep. Oh, well, at least Trico's working. Now Trico gets to say he worked an Easter conference final game. Lucky bastard. But um, (laughs) with game seven in Boston Monday. If if Miami, if Miami doesn't clinch, honestly, I already know that crowd is. I already know tomorrow is probably going to be a sold out show. It's probably going to be a sold out game. It's an Eastern Conference final, and yeah, it's, it's gonna, a serious clincher. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. So I already know tomorrow is going to be a sold out game. I think Miami's going to take it. And then Don't once again, do the Heat with what's left of them beat the Nuggets. I don't know about that because the Nuggets got a pretty solid team this year. And they actually have time to rest versus – because wouldn't the Nuggets have home court regardless? Yeah. Yeah, because they're the number one seed. Yeah, so – I mean, he could possibly take it just because it's – like they took out their own number one seed, so so it's like, all right, let's do this all over again. But – Then center three games are going to be key in the – NBA Finals, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, 100%. Um, what was I going to say? Um, but, yeah, no, I personally think Heat are going to take the Eastern Conference Finals. And, I mean, we'll see what happens in the NBA Finals, but I hope they take it. I hope they take it all. I'm going to say, and then 
Carmelo Anthony also announced his retirement earlier this week. I think we talked about Iguodala announcing his retirement last week from the NBA, but Carmelo also announced his re- retirement this week. And I would ca- compare Carmelo to kind of that Sheldon Benjamin tier in the NBA. And what I mean right. by that, LeBron would be on the same tier as Cena, Brock, Randy, every accolade you could think of in the NBA. Right. Sheldon is literally outside of two random IC title reigns, a random US title reign. He literally did nothing but team angle. Right. So I would compare him to Melo. Literally. All the potential, same class, same draft class, and everything. Right. And amounted to maybe a few successes, but absolutely nothing really to show for it. It's just because. He was a lot of the time in the same conference as Hobie and Shaq when he right. started. He was in there with Kobe, and then LeBron like switched to was in the same conference as him for a lot of his career. And a lot of those teams were kind of massive. I'm gonna go a little out of order just because the next topic is. Literally, the next topic on here is literally going to follow this up, though. And I have a question for you boys. Can people just, and it's going to fit with this, considering I just said Carmelo and LeBron, and we're talking about the NBA Finals. Can people just focus on real-time accomplishments, accomplishments rather than Speculation about someone more known. My two examples of this. The Nuggets got swept the Lakers, and Charles Barkley went off on the entire... Everybody associated with the Lakers over this. And I agree with him. And Eric, you're going to be mad at me when I get to the other one, because I agree with Bully Ray on this. I agree with Bully Ray and Brock Lesnar. You are about to be pissed when I get to the other one. But Charles Barkley literally went off on the media. Instead of focusing on the fact the Nuggets, who are playing the best ball in the first time in over a decade, they have one of their best teams in forever. And all anybody wanted to talk about is whether or not LeBron's retiring. That's all that came out, though. Western Conference Final was whether or not LeBron's retiring, not the fact that Nuggets are in the Western Conference Final. I agree with Chuck. What the hell, man? Thoughts on that before I get to the other one, Trigo? Trigo? Thoughts on just the LeBron portion of the media focusing more on him than the Nuggets making it to the Western Finals after a sweep. Did y'all see the video of RDC World 1 where they did the reaction of LeBron getting sweeped? Are you literally doing this again? Oh my I God. literally asked you about... Your reaction to the media not focusing on the Nuggets 
and then you just literally did the same thing. <laughs> Listen, when LeBron loses, he don't be wanting to talk to nobody. No, no media. And then, like, uh, when it's a loss, but that's not the question, Trico. Hey, hey, hey! Listen, when LeBron loses, he be wanting to talk to nobody. Okay, so this is not only like this is the second time that LeBron got swept in a playoff game or or, or finals, whatever. So, my thing is. LeBron needs to step in, take a step back. If he's not going to retire this year, so he needs to step back and uh, get some to uh, get a better team for the Lakers if they want to do better next year. Because if not, LeBron just needs to hang it up. That's it. Eric, can you actually make some sense and answer the damn question? Trico, just stop for a minute. Because you obviously did not literally, I do not care. That is not the question. Eric, please answer the right question. I literally asked with the media taking more sense of focusing on LeBron. The other situation I'm going to talk about is Willow Mercedes Monet. But, by the way, but the media not taking all their focus instead of the story at hand, which was the Nuggets sweep. And just, oh, hey, let's talk about whether or not LeBron's retiring. And he said nothing. Trigo literally did the same thing. I asked him about the Nuggets. And his first response, ooh, just see that RDC world about LeBron? I'm like, shut up. I'm not, I'm not supposed to talk about the Nuggets in the playoff. You're not supposed to talk about Miami, goofy. <laughs> Oh, I need some popcorn. This is entertaining. I know. Uh, like, anywho, I mean, if you want the honest answer, it's because they see LeBron. They see LeBron retiring as more of a relevant story than Denver Nuggets going to the finals, just because it's fucking LeBron James. He's been rele- He's been one of the most relevant things since he's come into the NBA. <laughs> So, and the thing is, is that most of these news reporters, they don't care about like accomplishments. They care about ratings and they feel like a news story with LeBron would be better for their ratings, which is fucked up. But I mean, that's especially kind of- when you're saying LeBron's more important than your freaking NBA finals. Uh-huh. LeBron lose getting swept up the playoffs and possibly retiring is more important than the NBA finals. What type of message does that send? Hi, we're the media. We just care about dollar signs. It's sad. But this, and I agree with Charles Barkley, it's sad, but it's the truth. And then um, let's talk about this other one. Because Aid and I agree with Bully Ray. It is weird. I'm going to agree with Bully Ray on this. And Eric, please tell me if you don't judge me, because we all know Bully Ray is Bully Ray. But he commented commented on Busted Open Radio that AEW should have given Willow Nightingale more than a 30-second promo to talk about her beating Mercedes Monet and Moho, Momo Kaho to become the inaugural New Japan Strong Women's Champion. And all social media wanted to talk about 
is the fact they showed one of the horsewomen on AW programming. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I kind of that felt tells like that you was... how Tony Khan has made women's wrestling feel in the last four years in New Japan, and they've only had the title since November. That made the women's division feel right. Like regardless, like Mercedes was not in the initial title match. Gano kind of effed it up, but Mercedes kind of cleaned it up. And hell, her record in New Japan right now sucks. She has lost more than she's won, literally. Right. So it's like, even with what we're about to talk about with the injuries and the two swords that I pushed to this point, it's like, bruh, focus on your roster, build it, and I'm going to use a philosophy in a match that still to this day is probably one of the biggest shockers and this idea also got pitched through Busted Open and kind of through some of the reactions from the grapevine for what Willow should do, not only to the outcast, but also Jamie Hayter. Right. Brock Lesnar versus John Cena 2016 SummerSlam with Willow as Brock Lesnar. And the reason Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Brock came up with that idea is build off the momentum of Brock beating Taker. Yeah. So if you don't build off the momentum of Willow winning the New Japan Strong Battle and beating a horsewoman clean, what are you doing? You fail as a poor promoter. I do not care if you try and get her even for an appearance at Forbindor. I could care a freaking less. You have Willow Beat the hell outcast immediately. You should have added her to Saturday, Sunday. I do not care. And literally have her take that title off Jamie. Because what the hell is Jamie done with that belt? You're right. Am I wrong? No, you're not. Trico, go ahead. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. And yet, before we get to Double or Nothing, and there's going to be some adjustments because I have the uh, literal uh, status, contract status of them. But it's contract status and championship update announces status of Liv Morgan possibly suffered a torn rotator, and Dakota Kai suffered a torn ACL in a match that literally is as hard to watch as Austin versus Owen. The match where Austin broke his neck off that pile driver. Like, literally, Raquel and Liv versus Damage Control may be as cursed as that match. Yeah. And it's a tough one because you literally see the spot where Dakota broke her the shorter ACL. You don't see as much, but you see before that Liv holds her shoulder. So you don't know when she possibly tore her, her rotator. Right. 
Yeah, so I think the only reason I may see it again just to watch the exact mo- to pick out the exact moment if it was on air that Liv destroyed her shoulder. But right. we all know when Dakota destroyed her. You could all tell the exact moment Dakota destroyed ACL because she landed weird off a double stomp, and you see her leg like just buckle. And then one half of Ozzy open. Mark Davis suffered a torn meniscus. Let me break down everything that now is happening with Ozzy Open because of this. And give me a second to get everything out. Ozzy Open has vacated both the New Japan Strong Openweight and the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships and the winners of Beshamon versus the House Torture will become the new IWGP heavyweight and New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions. So you want evil on New Japan Strong. Okay. Well, it's Rocky's, the state of Rocky's mind versus Gato's. Who wins? Because you know Rocky and Shibata are booking New Japan Strong. <laughs> Who do you think has more pull, Rocky and Shibata or Gato, Eric, when it comes to New Japan Creative? Because uh, the title, the strong open weight tag titles are on the line in that match, too. So that means Evil could be on New Japan Strong. I say, we, I say, um, I say Gato tries to make a dumb decision and then he gets kicked in the face by Shibata. So I say it's going to be probably going back to chaos. I hope it does. Because literally, evil got destroyed for being evil during the Best of Super Juniors by show. His own house of torture teammate a couple of times because evil kept trying to Cheat and got busted and almost got showed EQ'd twice. Right. I'm like, come on. This is how we're going to go in the best Super Juniors. And apparently, some sur- sort of cervical injury happened to Taiji Ishimori. So, uh, basically, a spinal injury happened in the course of the best Super Juniors. Wishing him a speedy recovery and hopefully he can actually walk from it. Right. And speaking of walking, Mercedes Monet during the IWGP women, the New Japan Strong Women's Championship final suffered a broken ankle from sliding from either a Poison Rana slash um, Sunset Powerbomb position, which she's done so many times, Sunset Powerbomb from the second row. She slid off the back turnbuckle and landed ankle for foot first. Broken ankle immediately. And to get back to Ozzy Open real quick, since I skipped around a little bit just because I wanted to talk about the Ozzy Open stuff, the fight of the tag titles, Tony Khan is paying for Mark Davis's meniscus surgery, which I think he's just getting the same microscopic surgery that Kenny did a few years ago on his knee. And reports are saying he's going to be out for, like, two months, not the traditional, like, five or five months a year, 
with the meniscus there. But through this, Tony, I'm paying for all his surgery. But he also made uh, the open all lead, which shows how New Japan values um, New Japan values foreign foreign slash Gaijin tag team Gaijin like talent that aren't like featured heavily. Yeah, right. the open had all the belts, and yeah, New Japan didn't sign them. And granted. Tony Khan signed them and paid for the surgery. Right. I don't know about. But it's whatever. And with that being said, I'm going to do this review now since we kind of started because we have a lot of previews and I can get to the previews after the break and it just be a preview fest. Okay, guys? Okay. Because I think all in all, we are previewing one, two, three, four, five shows this weekend. So we can get to the recap, and that is obviously New Japan Resurgent, New Japan Resurgence last weekend. As I mentioned, both the New Japan Strong and IWGP Heavyweight Tag Titles have been vacated because of Mark Davis's torn meniscus. It is confirmed that it will be Osprey versus Archer at Dominion as Osprey beat Tanahashi. And then as I re- and then as I referenced earlier, Master Wado versus Titan is your New Japan their best of super junior 30 final. And then on top of that, you got possibly a setup for some more child abuse because we all know Danielson. Danielson's like kayfabe child in the BCC is Yuta. Mox is his children, Umino. Mox says he can beat Okada in eight minutes. Do you, do you want to see Mox versus Okada and Mox just kill Okada in eight minutes? Yep. But here's the thing that happened that made me, uh, I don't know what, like, irritated me more about the Resurgence card. The fact Kenta retained by Countout, the New Japan Strong Openweight title, but then also a blood feud that involved Juice punching Fred Rossman in the back of the head with a roll of quarters, ended over t- his Tony Storm's butt cheeks. Jeez. Yeah, Tony Storm literally showed up low, bro- low blow Fred Roster. At least she tried. Fred Roster grabbed her and then kissed her. Juice got up, low blow Fred for real. So he took the cup out per huge wrestling spot. Somehow ended up in the corner just for Juice to put a stop in his face. And then Tony Storm pretty much did a hip attack in the corner over that same stop sign. Juice beat him. The thing of blood feud ended because of that. I'm like, come on now. 
and this is after she hit the storm storm zero pile driver on him. I'm like, come on, man. It's crazy. And and the funny thing is that's the longest match on that entire card. Ended because of Tony Storm's butt. By like 10 minutes. Not even the final. Osprey and Tanahashi barely got 16. Roster and Juice got almost 25 minutes. Right? No, let's just do it. If, if that is a New Japan booking, if you ever saw one. Yeah, the women had Yeah, the women had time to shine and overall let me break this down. Opening match eleven minutes. So twenty minutes for the semifinals. They had twenty to twenty one minutes semifinals. And wow, they barely even had here's the thing. Juice and Fred Almost messed the entire New Japan women's tournament. Like Juice and Fred went twenty almost twenty five minutes, twenty three almost twenty five minutes. The entire New Japan women, New Japan strong women's tournament, barely went thirty. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Bruh, you want women's wrestling to flourish and them get more time. Yeah, you put them in the main event, but you give them less time than a freaking street fight that ended because it's stupid. And like I said, when we get back, we are previewing five shows this weekend. Sit. And possibly talking about some AEW collision stuff that got confirmed. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. Lock us in and stay on target with Denver's brand new sci-fi radio. Only on KFX 101.6 The Mix. And just like that, we are back, and I'm going to definitely need some water because it's showtime, y'all, and we're going to have a lot we got to talk about. So let's not – I'll reference every single match, but let's not break down every single match. Okay, guys, because if we try that and I let you guys say every little detail – We'll be here all day and probably miss one of them. And our, uh, I guess you could say, deadline for the stare. Okay. Okay. Like we told y'all, if it's going to be a head to uh, Memorial Day weekend, so. Yep. And we Five will shows. explain why. Five shows, and it starts with freaking Impact Wrestling Under Siege. And probably to me, this has the best – like, the card itself is the most thought-out and best built. Heck, even the – even the uh, pre-show matches have a decent story with them. 
And it, granted, one of them is literally over the digital media championship, and it involved a kidnapping, like Santino getting kidnapped by Fandango. <laughs> so Joe Hendry's like the good cop trying to save them, <laughs> save the uh, boss's replacement. Oh my gosh, it is so stupid. But then it gets kind of hocus pocus, yet seriously. But the nice versions of Jessica Havoc and Rosemary, aka Jessica and Courtney Rush, are fighting another pair of witches in Taylor Wilde and Kylan King. With the main of the double main event of Husby, Hubby and Wifey, Hubby, because he's just tried to kill somebody, is literally is literally fighting a monster in a no disqualification match. Macklin versus PCO, which I think has potential depending on how that how the finish goes. And definitely if his wife doesn't outclass him, is uh could be up for match of the weekend. PCO and Macklin. And then speaking of his wife. Speaking of his wife, Deanna's defending the knockout title in Jordan Grace's last chance. If Jordan Grace goes on four against Deanna, she will no longer be able to challenge for the title as long as Deanna holds the title. And Trey Miguel wants respect as exhibition champ, but he defaced literally Chris Saban's legacy. And now it's just that. With the number one contendership. I think either this is going to be, I don't know if they have a pay-per-view in June, but if not, this has Slammiversary written all over it. A sixth way for the number one contendership, Alex Shelley, Eddie Edwards, Frankie Kazarian, Gresham, Moose, and Yuya Yamura. Sixth way for the number one contendership for the winner of Macklin PCO. And... The design versus Sammy Rich one and a third. I think I who will, Eric, I'm gonna ask you this. Who do you think it could be? Because obviously it's a Midwest and Northeast thing. Cause I was not too familiar as much as I should have been, especially around the time of Swan and uh, Callahan. For who else from like that Ohio? And uh, Tennessee area, do you think it could be? Because that's obviously the connection they're going with. Maybe Moxley? You don't... I don't think so, because Moxley's already got a... We'll talk about it. Moxley's already got a a major match this weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, he's already got a pay-per-view match, but... um... I mean, he's got a bunch Even of though friends. I would not mind Switchblades doing a uh, televised run, but not. Nah. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, considering Sammy's a top babyface in Impact and Mox is a top heel in AEW. Yeah. And I don't know how that relationship soured, but apparently it did sour, considering Frankie left too. <laughs> But between the two promotions, case in point, how the heck 
didn't get as one-sided as it is. And then you got Trinity's pay-per-view return versus, in my opinion, the um, like what of the knockouts division, Giselle Shaw. And I'm not saying that because of who she is. I'm saying that because of the character. And then the pay-per-view return, the impact pay-per-view return also of Nick Aldis versus Kenny King with the in-ring return slash debut a subculture. So Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, the former managers, are going against Ace and Bay for the tag titles. That is probably Impact has three candidates for match of the weekend right there, man. Nuts. And no, just because I think it's going to be the other pay-per-view you guys have the least to say. I'm going to knock out the Stardom one, Stardom Flashing Champions, because I know this is probably going to be the other one you guys have the least. I'm trying to get Eric as much as possible into Stardom, but I'm trying to get Eric into Joshi Wrestling. I'll just say it right now. How's that uh, manhunt going, Eric, by the way? Or shall I say lady hunt? Uh, what do you mean? Um, you're a dive into Joshi wrestling. Um, it's been going pretty well. I've been watching a bit more stardom, and I'm trying to find some more promotions. Um, uh, uh, Ice Ribbon kind of and then... I tried watching WoW, but I just couldn't get into it. You tried to watch what? Women of Wrestling. The modern one that had AJ Mendez over it that tried to figure her own Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. I told you. I could have told you not watch that crap. Because it's gotten cheap. <laughs> like, literally, I'm sorry, but it's gotten cheesier. And I don't know what was. Wor- I'll say this right now. I don't know what's a worse promotional tactic. GCW, GTW went impact. They were trying to do a mess with impacts, booking their entire promotion and the show around Alberto Del Rio. Or wow, with this revision, trying to book their entire show around Tesla Blanchard. That's because why it's I the only promotion that'll work with her. Huh? Because it's the only promotion that'll work with her. Stateside. Yeah. And she apparently botched that real quick. How so? We'll talk out there. Okay. Let's just say it's Tesla Blanchard. Same reason why I don't want to talk about the Hulk Hogan stuff that he talked about because it's going to get very, very touchy and I don't want to even entertain that. But Sherry versus and Sariana versus Rebel Army, Rebel Night Enemy is the opening match of that card for Flash and Champion Stardom. You've got Stars, Momo's Stardom Return with Saida Sia, versus Lady C and Miyu and MSC. And then you kind of got the inner workings and building towards something 
it could easily be the feud of the year when it comes to women's wrestling building as Aphrodite and Hina, Hina and yeah, Aphrodite and Hina take on Young OED, which is Rena, Ruka, and Starlight Kid from OLSI. And then you've got Stars versus Club Venus, which. Okay, the Stars Club Venus feud, just for context. Eric, I would definitely let Sam know ahead of time you're watching wrestling. And yeah. that's it. Because if she wa- walks in on the wrong time during this suit specifically, Payne might not have a dad. <laughs> I would put it like that. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Because Kakoma, literally, her gimmick is right to sixth center right now toward Club Venus. And in the build of this match, there was a double countout via a lap dance. Wait, a double count out via what? I didn't stutter. <laughs> Literally, the entire gimmick of the feud has been Kakoma going around saying no sexy as in the right to censor stuff from the 2000s. Club Venus has pushed her to that point, and at one point, just because it was a Rogue 2 show, Mariah, like, Mariah may have started twerking mid-batch. Como was like, screw this, I'm going home. <laughs> and then it randomly turned into a lap dance, mid-20 count. That's funny. On the ramp. And then, legit, all because, and they got a double count out as they realized, oh, Russ counting. And then random sleeper on the ramp. That's how they... I'm like, what the heck? Right. And this match literally furthers that storyline. Granted, the head of Club Venus, and we'll get to it in a minute, is in a double world title match. So I definitely got to preface you on storylines before you watch. (laughs) Just because of that. Right. Because you haven't... Some a Brit giving a Japanese woman a lap dance without context. You're in trouble. So Micah, Suzuki, and May Sarah versus the Neo Stardom Army <laughs> and a six woman. And then you've got a three-way for the high speed title between Azumi versus pretty much Oedo Tai as she's fighting Saki Kamashita. Kashima, which I don't know why she's in this match after losing three times for the title within the last like few months and Fukin death. And then you've got a battle of generations for the goddess of stardom tag titles as the new eras, Ami Sorai and Mirai versus Natsutora and Momo Watanabe. And then for the double header main event, which Let's just say the these last two matches would make you proud, Eric. Yeah. Simply because the personal animosity, all I have to say is fuck you. Huh? That's the that's the best way I can describe the personal animosity between these eight. 
Because literally, one of them, all they had to say leading to it is fuck you. Especially when, oh, hey, I didn't mind teaming with you. I just want to beat your ass. Right. I'm like, oh, God. So it's restart of Kyrie, not, not Foy, and sorry, Ano versus the Barnaby Bombers of Julia Tekla and my Sakurai. And obviously, the beef I'm talking about for Stardom fans, Stardom fans is Natsupoy and Tekla, who were best friends before Natsupoy did what she did and kicked Julia's head off and chose Cosmic Angels over Donna Domondo. And it's a lot of, like, and this is part of the reason why I'm trying to get Eric into it, and I may just have to I think at this point I would have to catch him up on like a year, year and a half storyline within two factions because it gets crazy. So where we got into this point where two former friends and faction mates are literally to the point of upon seeing each other, I want like F you and I want to beat the hell out of you. (laughs) And considering one faction had tried to Julia literally tried to save Tam's head in with headbutts. I mean, you never know. Maybe she's a masochist. Maybe she's into that shit. No, she literally tried to kill her during the last contract signing for when she going into the title match, which Tam beat her last month. And the follow-up for All-Star Grand Queendom is Tam versus Mina, title versus title. Wonder versus World Championship, and Tam has literally dog dog Mina, where all Mina's done is laugh and just be like, okay, okay. I don't think that match is going to end in a and double. I think it's going to end in probably a no contest, but we never know. Now let's get to the stuff I think you guys will have a lot more to say about because I know you guys know the storylines a bit better. And we're going to start with the stuff that happens Saturday afternoon U.S. time, and that being Night of Champions, which is the more joke of a show, yet it's the more concrete show. Because from what I heard, I'm real triggered about it. Because the main event should be, it should be, Seth and AJ inaugural World Heavyweight Championship to actually give that title some prestige instead of looking like the bronze title. But apparently the main event is going to be Tao and Sammy versus Roman, Roman and Solo for the tag titles. And Seth and AJ are opening the show. That's like the story and the rumors I've been hearing. Thoughts on that before I continue. Uh, it is what it is, but uh, all I know Does is... Does Seth and AJ put Trico before you continue? All I want to hear, Seth and AJ opening versus Roman and Solo closing rather than the other way around. 
Like I said, it is what it is. I do not want to go too far with it. It's fucking dumb. What happened? It's fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb. They should be having fucking Seth and AJ being the main event since they're, you know, doing an inaugural title and that's, you know, they're introducing it, not just having it the opening of the fucking show. God damn it. This is what happens when Vince is doing the fucking. Now you see why I didn't want to go too far. Now you see why. Especially when we've got a. If Cody randomly just eats spinach and finally gets his run back on Brock Lesnar after he beat him the last time. And yet, the follow-up has pretty much been on-site, Brock killing Cody. I'm done with that. Ali versus Gunther, we already know, is going to be... This might be Ali's final match in WWE. It's probably going to be a murder. No. Like, his final he, match, physically. He, he legit say, if he doesn't beat Gunther, he leave it. He's leaving. Get a life, kid. Move on. Bianca Asuka 2, which should not even be happening for the Raw women's title, even though this is a SmackDown match. So many things wrong about it. I do think Asuka takes it or you kill Asuka. You cut her off with the legs and you kill her with this character. You should have Asuka be the one to beat Bianca, but you wanted the record to be broken because I don't know why you're salty at Becky. And then the match nobody cares for because we all know real wins law is going to happen. It's her defending the SmackDown women's title in a Raw feud, mind you, against Natalia. Hear my excitement. Bathroom break. Hear my excitement. Hear me roar. That will be everyone. <laughs> that will be probably everyone's bathroom break match. And then a match that could easily main event over both the two matches we thought would main event. Bark like a dog, bitch, wolf, wolf. A battle of generations, Trish versus Becky. The f who approved that promo getting referenced? <laughs> who approved that promo getting referenced? I don't know, but you could tell you could tell Trish was legitimately pissed after she said that. Bruh, who approved that? She probably uh, went that. Why are you asking? What? Triple H is known for going real with promos too. Don't even you, think do it. you really think Triple H will approve of this? Come on, man. Stop asking stupid questions. You know it's bits. You're asking of whether or not a guy that publicly humped a mannequin in a casket would approve somebody walking around in her underwear barking like a dog for somebody being referenced on TV. We're going to move on because this is going to get graphic. Yeah, you brought it up. You brought it up. You hey. You brought it up. I. You had uh, literally thrown the Vince argument again, so I had to remind you. Triple H is final say, and you're saying Triple H does not have no final say, man. Come on, man. Come on, there get are the a program. Lot of get the program. That's okay, nice. so 
Trico, you and me are not going to argue and get upset about anything with this next pay-per-view because this one's about to piss off Eric. Let's move over to NXT Battleground and a title match nobody cares for because everybody knows what's about to happen in the title match. But before that, Gallus versus the Creed Bros, which I think could be NXT's match. The best match on the show. Oh yeah, no, that that match is gonna be fire. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you got for the tag titles. Then you got Dra- Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak Last Man Standing. Again, another another match that's gonna be great. And then for the NXT North American title, probably the low point, second low point of the show for me. Wesley versus Tyler Bate versus Joe Gacy. The reason I say that, because same reason I hate House of Torture matches, the schism does... I hate heel factions when they just constant interference, and this match is going to be riddled with it for a single title. But a British Round Rules match... Somebody's been watching too much NX, uh, playing too much UK, but a, a British Round Rules match for the NXT Heritage Cup. I almost said NXT UK, but the NXT Heritage Cup. No way I'm Dar versus Dragon Lee. And Dragon Lee can't go to the top rope. But it's going to be fun. Eric, we're going to talk about the main event before we talk about the NXT Women's title match, just so you and I can both rant over this, because I am triggered about it. Just, not as much as you are, but I know you're, I'm triggered about it. I don't, I don't think you want to talk about it, period. He only got the title match because he kitty fucks Shawn Michaels. I'm not that pissed. See what I'm saying? I'm not that pissed. I'm not that level of pissed off. Let me get to the NXT title match, and we'll go from there. Because it's Carmelo versus Trip and Braun Breaker, the rematch with the roles kind of reversed. Because Melo, during the initial match with Sid to Deliver, was a heel. Breaker was pretty much a tweener. Breaker is firmly the heel, whereas Melo is firmly the babyface. I got and still. And still. Eric. And still. Go get some water real quick, Eric, before we hop into this last one. What do you mean? I'm fine. You sure? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah why? Tiffany Stroud about to win the NXT Women's title. Hey, once you got rid of Manny Rose, you got a new one in Tiffany Strand. You got oh, my. You got <laughs> So she only has the title because Vince was allowed to was allowed to lick her butthole. Oh my gosh! Because does anybody think Ira Lyra Valkyria is winning the title? No. Like as much as oh, I hate the bitch, I mean I know it's going on Tiffany. It's just I think this is so stupid. Let me tell you something. If Valkyria wins, I'll be the surprise man on earth. Bruh, if somebody puts money on Valkyria and she wins, they're going to be the luckiest and yet richest guy on earth. 
Because there is no way anybody believes that. Because they literally, the two segments that had her win and had her her run the title, they literally made those two se- post-match segments about Cora and Roxanne, which this final should have been. Because Cora jumped her again after she lost her semifinal. And after Roxanne got beat by Tiffany, Tiffany, Roxanne got jumped. So shouldn't have that been the final? Jaden Perez. So that way, you're not Gargano and Champa. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, no, right. And here's even the worst part. I care less about the NXT women's title match than I do a steel cage match that has a build against two people that actually have a character. Like I said, the only reason why Tiffany Stratton gained the NXT title currently is because she let Vinnie Mac touch her butthole. Literally. Would you have rather had either JC and I would, have rather, the- I would have rather Cora Jade or Roxanne Perez have the title. Would you have rather Roxanne and Cora or Tiffany I mean, not Tiffany. I'll give you three matches. Roxanne and Cora three. It doesn't involve Tiffany. Roxanne and Cora three. Jade versus Jane versus Dolan three in the weaponized steel cage, which they have this week. Or Stratton Valkyria, which is what we got. I don't know. Um... I don't know why they put the weaponized steel cage match on NST. I know they try to build up TV ratings, but I felt like that match should have been on the pay-per-view. Thank it should It should have been on the fucking pay-per-view. Like, that was stupid. As soon as they said the match type, I'm like, so you had the, you put, built this entire tournament. I thought it was either going to be JC and GC, Gigi or Roxanne and Cora. And I thought it was going to be a trilogy fight, but you're doing the trilogy fight between Jane and Dolan on NXT, and the two most over people you have, your most over heel and your most over babyface, are off the card. For what reason? Because yeah. Lear Valkyria, I'm sorry, has not gotten over. And if you ask, like, the Jim Cornette's of the world, so they literally wouldn't let Tyra, like, Taya Valkyrie use her name in WWE. For this chick, like Cornette, Cornette went in, and she has not recovered from it. Moving on to something that I think uh, AEW real quick, and the last probably the last paper of the weekend. But before we do, I want you guys' opinion of this. It's pretty obvious CM Punk's retirement is official at this point as Collision's debut on June 17th is confirmed for the United Center in Chicago. But with that being said, why do you think, like, I know it's a stupid idea. Do you think it's a good idea? One, for AEW to split rosters, but two, do you have so much problem areas because you have rosa thunder rosa you have miro you're probably gonna have ftr because they can work with just about anybody and you're gonna have cm punk all on collision 
Do you think that's a good idea? Especially when CM Punk's more over than half the main event scene. FTR is more over than every freaking tag team if you get them away from Jeff Jarrett. Uh, which hopefully, which we will talk about in a second. But I want your opinions on Collision's debut and the possibility of a split roster because of CM Punk's impending return. I mean, I don't know. I, I like. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about the fact because you know I always could go for some more wrestling. But at the same time, it's like I feel like that's almost oversaturating it because it's like you're doing two hours on Wednesday, one hour on Friday, then another two hours now on Saturdays. So, like, do I think it's like I think I think at this rate they should just get rid. So ROH don't matter. Oh, and ROH on Thursday. Sorry. So Which I'm thinking is another two hours. Yeah, so it's like at this rate, you might as well just get rid of Rampage because I feel like Rampage just like there's no point to it. And plus, even with that, like when you say, oh, what about the TNT slot? You just opened up another TNT slot with Collision. So honestly, I feel like they're better. I feel like they're better off just doing it Wednesdays and Saturdays and that's it. Because I feel like I feel like having all three shows, I feel like that's just too much. You know what I'm saying? Like creatively, it's too much. and. Yeah, I just I don't I don't see it work. I, I don't think there should be a brand split. It's never worked out for WWE, so I don't think it would be a good move for either. You know what? You know what they should have did? Like they should have moved Collision to Fridays and moved Rampage to Saturdays and made Rampage like Sunday Night Heat back in the day. Yeah. But then what? But then what? Would they would they go Rampage is Sunday Night Heat? But then what? Would they be doing like? Would they do like 10 p.m. to midnight, or do they run the same time as SmackDown? Here's the worst thing about it, and why I hate the fact collisions on a Saturday. The, the amount of competition year round you're going to deal with WWE and UFC pay per views, and then you're then. Be thankful you're not dealing with college football right now, but college sports are Saturday nights mainly. So, yeah, you trying to, especially if you can't fill those hot hours, you're wasting money. That's what it comes down to. Right. No, I get what you're saying. I'm good now. I'm good. And uh, with that being said, let's talk about this double or nothing card. <laughs> Try not to stop me in between every match because I know this is the card that we all kind of know the most about collectively. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it should be hampered on, you know? Yeah. And. And to start, as of now, one of the matches I think shouldn't could main event uh, Sunday is Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho unsanctioned, and and the special guest enforcer is Sabu. He's not a special guest enforcer. He's there to be on the side of Adam Cole. It, 
the graphic said it, and it's literally on Wikipedia. Special well, guest enforcer. Then. Well, never mind then. He is guest enforcer in that match. And I can tell you straight up, because you could see it all over Jer- Jericho's face, and the fact Taz was like, wait, what? And you know Jerry Lynn probably had the same thought backstage. Wait, wait, what? PTSD for every ECW alum. From Sabu matches. Right. And a match that shouldn't even be on pay-per-view should just be on... Hey, this is, this is a match for Collision or Rampage. Ethan Page and the Guns versus the Hardys and now Hook, not Isaiah Cassidy. And if the Hardys win, Matt Hardy owns Ethan Page. Can we, can we stop with this overarching theme in AEW undercard storylines? <laughs> Because literally, it's like, oh, hey, I'm fighting for your contract. I'm fighting for this person's contract. Shut the up and come up with something original. Yeah. There's like literally every pay-per-view or every two other pay-per-view, a storyline where somebody's fighting over somebody else's contract and their freedom, which is so dumb. Yeah. And in the match, nobody cares for it, and hopefully the... Negative does not happen of green spray paint getting added, but Jake Cargill versus Cy Valkyrie. TBS title. I'm hoping Taya beats her. Like I said, I hope it's not green spray paint. Because re- remember I s- said AEW needs to take whoever, like Willow, to the next level? Whoever beats Jade needs to skyrocket it. And beating Jade at the, the with the influence of the outcast is not the way to put over the TBS title or the woman who beats Jade or Jade. And yet right. I'm about to end it with green spray, spray paint on set. <laughs> this weekend I have a gut feeling. Because Ty has gotten screwed over by Jade and Layla. Jade Layla and the worst manager in all of wrestling right now, Mark Sterling. But whatever. Yeah, match the match I do think is going to main event just because how crazy the other the rest of them have been Anarchy in the Arena BCC versus the Elite. (laughs) Who do you have and why BCC or the Elite? Um, I I see, um. I think the BCC is going to go over on that. And then we follow it up with one of the worst booked women's title matches. I don't know if it's from a shoot injury or a kayfabe injury, but possibly the worst women's title match booked and in a feud that has been going on since November. So, Granted, this is only the rematch between these two individuals. Jamie Hader, Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. AEW Women's Title. God, I hope Jamie retains just for the fact Willow needs to be the one to beat her. This is how far, like I agree with Blee Ray, this is how far they need to shoot Willow. Yeah. 
to be the one to beat Jamie. She should be in this match and beat the hell out of both Tony Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. And is the outcast involved? She just needs to wreck them all. But Tony Khan won't even put her on dynamite in front of the right. crowd. So whatever. The most useless match on the card for the internet international title. A twenty-one man blackjack battle royal. What do we have to have a battle royal on every pay per view? The cookie to AEW, and they forget. That to make stories. Let's just have a battle royal. Probably, in my opinion, the most dangerous match on the card, just because you have a forty-nine-year-old. A 40 plus year old with concussion history in the match. And this is the match that forced forced him to retire in the first place. Christian Cage versus Wardlow. Lighter match for the TNT title. I don't know why it's there. Then you've got with the guest referee taking a page out of the late great Bernie Max playbook. FTR versus Jared and Lethal with Mark Briscoe's the ref. For for the AEW tag team titles, and what I mean by he's taking a page out of Bernie Max's playbook. You remember, Trico? You remember the scene from Head of State where Bernie Mac first arrived to meet up with Chris Rock, and he just slapped the crap out of everybody. Yeah, that that was literally Mark Briscoe Wednesday night. Slap Dax, shove Karen out the way. Threw Sanze 10, 10 feet out. No, nah, wait. Uh, when Mark Briscoe showed carry out of the way, he did the ludicrous move, bitch. He would thank God. That was like my. I was like, I love this guy already. And Mark Briscoe can make me more of a fan. That did it right there. And then he he slapped the crap out of Jared. Like back then, that was that was the birdie mat. Uh, oh, what? Way slapped there. And then he threw Satnam Singh out the way. And then choked out Jay Lethal and was like, I I love you, you my boy, but I'm tired of shit. (laughs) That's what he did to Jay and I was dying. Now that shows like he ain't playing no favorites come this this Sunday. Yeah, slapping Dax. When Dax already had like a stitches or a bandage, bandage on his head. And then probably the match I think should just open the show. Because it's the most useless match and nobody thinks anybody's winning other than the champion and maybe Darby. The quote-unquote four pillars fatal four-way between MJF, Darby, Sammy, and Jungle Boy. Yeah, I think this match should open the show. What do you guys think? You think the world title match should open the show? Yeah, yeah just because. Do you really think anybody's beating MJF? No, nah, I don't think it's open the show. I don't think so. I don't. But do you think anybody's beating MJF? In 2023, no. Eric. No, I don't think anyone's beating him. But I don't so, think it's going to open the show. So, out of the six men, who do you think is going to be the two world champions going into Forbidden Door? 
Yuta Suji, Sonata, MJF, Jungle Boy, Sammy, Darby. Which it's going to be MJF. It's going to be MJF and Sonata. Which does that scream pay for you? Wait a minute. Like two minimum pay per view matches that you would want to see. And people having to introduce, especially to the Just Five Guys, Guys version of Sonata, in two weeks. Because the earliest you could start building is they don't start building Sunday, Sunday, excuse me. If they don't start building Sunday, the earliest we would start seeing New Japan talent on Dynamite would be the seventh. That means they had three Dynamites, really two, if they don't start on the seventh, if they don't start this weekend. So two weeks to introduce at least one to two more promotions. And plus, I guarantee you ROH and possibly Stardom are going to have involvement. So unless they start building, which they should have started building when they announced it, not wait till freaking double or nothing. Because you expect the general public to know every the ins and outs of four different promotions for a super show. That's right. driving up on weekly TV. Right. Uh, and lastly, I want to talk about this when it comes to gaming. What was your reaction to the PlayStation Showcase? Other than True Fighter coverage, I think uh, Spider Man, Spider Man Two. Even though I plan on getting my PS Five soon, thoughts on the entire showcase, guys? I think the only two that stand out was Spider Man Two and Metal Gear Gear Solid. Yep, Metal Gear, Spider Man, and Street Fighter. Which Street Fighter? I don't know if I'll get it off the jump, but it'll definitely be in conversation because I guarantee you gameplay match in-game matches are going to be out and probably a lot of the story mode is going to be on YouTube and Twitch by the time we're on air next week. But and I hate to make this comparison already just off what I saw. Granted, they have a month to fix it, but AW Fight Forever is set for a June 29th release, but it looks like WWE Battlegrounds and has some of the same uh, technical issues as Battlegrounds. Because oh did you guys watch the uh, frame rate drops when OC and uh, Uno were playing? Yeah. And they blamed it on their internet. I'm like, Internet does not make a game stutter that badly. Right. So I'm like, oh no. I have not I definitely am not spending sixty bucks on a stutter game. So I'm definitely like either way I'm gonna wait till like late June, early July to get whatever game. I just don't know what. Right. And it depends on how stuttery Fight Forever is. Gotcha. Which Fight Forever looks stuttery. It's not good. But the big one, I kind of want to upgrade as soon as I can 
4 is coming out in September. And that next one is the world premiere MK1 gameplay is coming out sooner than you think within the next couple of weeks at the I believe uh, Trigo, did you see the uh, Mortal Kombat uh, when's the gameplay going to be Yeah, I did. Uh, when's the first uh, gameplay showcase? Because I know it's coming up. I forget which one. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, you know that's a game. Yeah, it's coming up. I just forget which uh, showcase. I'll I'll look it up again later and probably ask Eric to make a post about it. But yeah, it's coming up, and MK. 12 slash MK1 all over again is coming out in September. All right. Anything you guys want to plug? Um, well, as always, um, if you haven't already, go check out Fizzy Infused Beverages, top infused beverage on the market currently. Um, we just recently released our newest flavor, Peach Bliss. Uh, it's our It's our D9 seltzer that we just released um we're actually already almost sold out but we will but we will have more um in the next couple of weeks uh so to that i say thank you to everyone that's been making orders uh thank you for helping us sell out of our new flavor within the first week uh, <laughs> um and yeah uh if you haven't already follow us on social media fizzy infused is the handle on all social platforms facebook instagram twitter or TikTok. And then speaking of social media platforms, I mean, give us a follow as well um, at Respect the Combat on Instagram and RTC Podcast One on Twitter. Uh, stay tuned because we will be launching YouTube as well as TikTok channels very, 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 very soon in the near future. So keep up, keep listening. And for all those day ones to the five people that I know are listening right now, you need anything from the gas station? I got you. I know who you people are. I see you liking the post every day. <laughs> I mean, like the one from my dance account. You use my dance <laughs> account and put a like on it. I see that. Well, yeah. But, I mean, if I have access to social media accounts, I'm going to take advantage of it. <laughs> which, I don't know how my dance account got linked to it, but whatever. But, uh, which is like my business uh, account. Right. This is portfolio account, but it's whatever. And uh Trico, what's up? Uh well on the Trinology News side, we'll keep y'all posted on the updates on the Stanley Cup finals and the NBA finals. And then also we're gonna be doing a movie review on the Little Mermaid. And then uh could keep you updated with other uh, they have um, a live action little mermaid or no? Sorry. Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh yeah, they've had that for a while now. Yeah, I think I heard about that, but I'm like, that's one of those movies. I'm like, why? Wouldn't you have to CGI the crap out of that anyway? Because it was underwater. Yeah, but no. Remember, like a year ago, when everyone was losing their shit because Ariel was black instead of white. That's what I'm saying. I knew it was that coming out. I didn't think it was. No, but out. that's what I'm saying. That's when. That's when they started production on everything. Yeah, like I said, I knew it was coming out. I didn't think it was out. Yeah, it's out in theaters right now.
Oh boy. And here we go again. And for me, per use, I've got a couple concerts that I'm working, so if you're in the Atlanta area, just uh, hit me up. Might be loading through toward one near you. Probably like slinging chicken patties, but what do you know? And um, with that being said, two fingers for Eric and Trico. I'm done this. Two fingers. Me out. <laughs>